0: You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up, everybody? Your man, Ike Jones, back in the place. We are here. Amen Corner Time, man. We are talking transfer portal. It is heating up out here. I got my guy, Kenny B, Paul Meharry. We're here talking college football transfer portal, man. A lot of interesting things going on. Um, Amen Corner Style. Y'all know how we do it. This is the Amen Corner Podcast. A collection of SEC football fans from different SEC teams coming together to talk ball once a week. Powered by the The
1: War Report.
0: Represent Georgia, Paul Meharry. Representing Florida, Kenny B. And representing Auburn, Ike Jones. You are now. Where do y'all want to start? I'm listen, I it's so many places we could go, man. We could go out west to Colorado and talk about the situation out there. We could go further, you know, back over here and talk about the Mississippi uh, quarterback situation. We can talk about uh, you know, let's let's start at home. Let's start at home, right? So, Auburn doesn't have any transfer news, so we n- we don't have to talk about Auburn right now. Let's talk about AD Mitchell. We'll start with AD Mitchell. Georgia what where Where is Georgia up to right now as far as
2: number of guys transferring out currently? transferring out uh man I, I i couldn't tell you the amount uh total number it's not that many right now yeah, they, uh, I, I don't fe- feel like
0: you guys got hit too bad i think
2: there's i think they lost eight so far if i'm not mistaken yeah one two three four five six seven eight nine ten ten right now mm-hmm. um with Eric Gilbert being the most recent one, he just uh, right. announced his commitment to Nebraska. Nebraska, yeah, so, I just saw um, that. Hey, man, for for Gilbert, man, I, I hope that uh, Georgia Georgia really helped him out off the field. Yeah. Um, he was in a bad place. Uh, I don't really want to go into details on it, but for sure. he was he was in a bad place, man, and uh, Georgia helped him off the field. I really hope that the folks up in Nebraska do the same. Yeah. Uh, I know. Kirby was uh, very heavily involved in you know helping him out, and I don't know if you guys watched the uh, last chance you the most recent basketball one. I told you guys to watch it. Did you guys watch it? Yet? I definitely did. I did my homework. All right, 100% all right. So did not. Okay, so so the, the not saying that Gilbert has autism at all, right? But the yeah. guy that had autism in the show, the coach was very like specific on where he was going to let him transfer to. He wanted him to be in the right fit, right? Right. So I hope that. Um, Kirby smart kind of did the same thing here in Nebraska for Gilbert. So just right. to kind of put that out there, cause he he's a hell of a talent, man, but Definitely. really you gotta, you gotta have somebody to keep his head on straight. But in terms of like transfer is going out right now and like guys that could really make a change, obviously the biggest ones, AD Mitchell. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we talked about this back in December when uh, it was brought up to us that he might transfer and, there are rumors out there that his high ankle sprain, uh, he was cleared like a couple mm. weeks after, and then he didn't go back in. Um, Interesting. So, you know, he's a great player. He caught a touchdown pass in each of Georgia's college football playoff games, so that's four touchdown passes for him in the biggest moments. Uh, but you know, it's I think that they fought to keep they fought to keep him, but at the same time, uh, there's some schools out there that have a lot of money. Uh, mm. They're entering into the SEC very soon. Mm. And uh, one of them wears orange. Mm. And so, uh, you know, am <laughs> not saying names, but there's, you know.
0: <laughs> I ain't saying no names, but I will point an elbow. Yeah,
2: yeah, I will point an elbow. So, you know, I, I hope everything works out for him. Georgia brought in two really good uh, wide receivers, and Rah-Rah Thomas from Miss State and Dominic Lovett from Missouri, two guys that could perform in the SEC. So uh, he will be missed, but at the same time, they brought in some guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's the interesting thing. You know, I I have to I, I see can he be going to war with the Florida fan base over stuff that they be saying out there. I don't necessarily go to war, but I always question people when they start making comments about, oh man, this guy would be good at Auburn, and and I just I, I like when we didn't get Ra Ra Thomas and people were all upset. I was like, why are y'all mad about this? What what would make a receiver want to come to Auburn right now other than hope? Y'all hoping and wishing people. Want to be in a system that has not produced a thousand yard receiver in like over a decade?
2: Like, what are we doing out here? The, well, Georgia hasn't produced one in forever, but the, at the same token, like, Pickens. You know, huh? Pickens, Pickens didn't have a thousand yards. Yeah, I was about to say, no. I, 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 no I I the, last, the last guy to have a thousand yards for Georgia was Terrence Edwards, taking a way back in the way back machine. Mm-hmm. Terrence is now like forty five and runs a gym, so uh, it, we're 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 long past that. Um. Yeah, it, it's been a while, man So, you know, I, I think uh, I saw somebody on, on Twitter kind of saying like Couldn't see Alabama losing a wide receiver After winning two back-to-back national championships And it's like, well Alabama hasn't won one in the NIL era Yet, you know, that's a different breed The NIL is, is, is yeah, Drop, yeah. right? drop Mike ball, ball. <laughs> Drop Mike ball I'm, yeah. not, I'm not trying to be like that, but that's, that's What it is, it's a different era
0: Yeah, that's kind of a trash statement. Like, Bama 100% would lose a receiver if they were as stacked as Georgia was at receiver. Like, Bama has had good receivers, and they have left recently. So you're thinking that a national championship would have stopped that from happening? Absolutely not. Like, what what are we doing out here? Right. And they lost a the wide receiver this year anyway. They lost the, right. uh,
2: Aaron Anderson kid.
0: That's what I'm saying. So like it, you're you're telling me that that guy would not have left if they w- were back-to-back national championship. And I'm telling right. you that is 100% false. Right. That is not how this works. <laughs> not at all. So but hey,
2: I hope I hope AD finds everything uh that he can uh through this process and uh I, I know there's some Georgia fans that are salty about it, right? But the same time man he did a lot for your university he helped you win four big time games uh and i think at this point you you wish him well right you want him to be a dog forever you want him to all his highlights at the nfl draft you want him to be announced as a dog right uh but th- this is a different era we're living in guys Yeah, it's not it's not it's
0: not i've said this before this ain't your your, your, your mom and dad's uh ncaa party it's no not, more bro it's not we're not, here, we're not there so <laughs> like, people just going to have to get over it um, you know, there, there's still got to be a lot of stuff that we need to do to clean this up. I agree. But we, we, we're here now. So all of the whining and complaining about what we should be doing and how they should have done this. Hey, you, you, can, you can hang all that up. We already here. So either join the party or sit on the sidelines. But all this. You get left behind and, and embarrassed on the SPN. So, like, so he, here's a question that I, I have for, for, for both of you guys what do you feel like is the the, the biggest problem? You know, we, we've talked about this NIL thing before, and, and Kenny, we were talking about this a little bit before. Like, what do you feel like is the biggest problem with the NIL situation right now? Kenny and I were talking about, like, it's the, the money up front that kids are getting before they hit campus. Like, do you think that that's, like, the biggest issue? Because if you clean that up, do you get to a place now where, you know, you're able to deal more equitably I don't know. I don't know how 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 to stop the nonsense that's happening right now. Well, then, we got we got to talk about Cormani.
2: Look, I'll, I'll, talk about it. I'll talk about it real quick. I've been talking a lot. I want you guys to talk. The people get sick of hearing me. Here, here's the thing, <laughs> no, man. The here, come on, now. Look, here's the thing. These guys shouldn't be getting money before they come on campus anyway. I is, agree. That is not what NIL is for. I agree. NIL is built for once they get on campus. Th- pursuing these guys, Rashada is a perfect example, and it's going to go to court. Um, from everything I've been reading. And it's going to, everything's going to come out on this, on this, right? And Mm -hmm. it sucks that it happened to Florida, Kenny. It's your school, right? But I think they're going to be, they're going to be the ones that take this on the head. They're going to be the the school that does, because you can't offer these kids money and everybody does it, right? But, but you can't offer these kids money before they get on campus. Well, I mean, is, is is Florida going to get in trouble with this or are, are they going to just
0: restrict access to certain boosters who overstepped? I,
2: I, Depends That's the thing. on the we've, we've, we've never been on this road.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think is it's comes down to who off like what's in the small print, right? right? Because um, and I, I don't know because I'm not gonna throw Eddie under the bus, uh, get a collective guy, because I don't know who officially signed what and sent what. But um, you know, all you can do from the the preaching that Ford has always done as far as the Gator Collective has always been, you know, we show projections, showing what you can make. Like we show you based right, on yeah. the guys on campus, the outliers, the all the opportunities to say, hey, we have these people committed to donating this amount um, to the gator
2: collective. You have who a great chance What the he hell did team. y'all have on campus that y'all could compare to him that he makes 13 million? I mean, but that's the thing. Like you can look at, so you could
1: probably look and say, okay, AR, right. But say that the AR is literally the only
0: person that I could think. used the
1: AR in his final year, okay? Between this period and this period, he got quote because once he became the starter, he got Gatorade and Blase blah, blah, and all these other things. And say he got this in half a season. So if we project that for three years, three to four years, it can make up to this amount, right? And so if it's written like that, you're perfectly fine. But if it's like, oh, you do that, but you put incentives in there about, you know, any type of play result, that's where you mess up. And if they have that in the contract about anything you playing wise, it's a wrap because you can't pay. You can't pay for play.
2: Yeah. So then that's that's my whole thing. Like it's it's going to come down to that. It's going to get real ugly. And uh, I think I think uh, Florida is going to be the one that kind of catches the hell on this, even though everybody's doing it. Um, so I, I don't know, man. I mean, we've, we've sat on this show many a times and, and tried to rack our brains. One thing we do know. And one thing we did say, gentlemen, was that Cormani McLean was going to be <laughs> headed
0: West to Colorado. And that's exactly where, that's
2: where
1: he
0: went. went. Yeah.
2: Uh, if we, I mean, Folks need to listen up, man. We told you guys last week you could have put in a prediction on uh, rivals or wherever, wherever you wanted to Maybe put it in. would have been balling. Yeah. Yes,
0: man man. Uh, so that, so let, let's talk about that situation because, uh, again, Kenny and I were talking before about what happens with Rashada, right? And, and, and Kenny seems to think Colorado makes a lot of sense for him, right? Like that's absolutely. where he can land, and it makes a lot of football sense. So talk me through that again, Kenny. Why – why Rashada to Colorado?
2: Yes, I do. I <laughs> oh, oh no.
1: Oh, <laughs> I wish y'all could um, see Paul's face. <laughs> oh no, man. Uh, it doesn't have the beaches that he likes, but uh, what you do have is excitement, right? You have a program that is bubbling with excitement, enthusiasm. Everybody loves what Dion is doing, right? Where, wherever he goes, he's bringing the cameras, he's bringing the crowd. They're, they've, I think, sold out their ticket, their season tickets. Like, he, he sells tickets. Yeah. He also has a proven product as far as what he did on the, on the HBCU level. Now, of course, you're not going against the Oklahoma Saints, the TCUs of the world. However, it shows that there's a program in place that can get it done. Um, he wouldn't have to sit long. Like, you're sitting a, one year behind a guy. His son realistically is leaving next year. This is his money year. If he has a good year, Shador's gone. So you're the next guy up. They really don't have a backup quarterback. Colorado's guys have already hit the portal. Yeah. You have Travis Hunter, who's going to be a a junior at that time. You have Cormani, who's now on the team. You have uh, what? did Then Trey Sanders signed, or did he? Was
2: it another school? Kavasi uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Smoke, smoke say, like went to Kavasi Smoke. Yeah, Kavasi Smoke. And you
1: have 24, 25 uh, year guys that's. Will follow Rashada, especially after they see Travis Hunter playing. They see Kavase Smoke playing. They you know what I'm saying like it's there. And you could be the quarterback in waiting. And you know, Dion ain't leaving in a year. He's there. Yeah, that's, so you're that's the for quarterback. Sure. He's definitely not
0: leaving in a year.
1: Right. So you're the quarterback there. You're still pretty close to the West Coast for your people. You're playing in the Pac twelve. You saw the Pac twelve champion. Well, you saw the Pac twelve get a team into the conference, uh, the the championship playoff. So it's possible. I mean, what do you want? You get to play against USC. You get to play against the big schools, primetime games. You're, making, you you make, you're making a, a, right a right really there.
0: good argument right now. I'm not going to lie to you, Kenny. You're making a good argument. Look, look, though.
2: Look. Colorado said they didn't even have enough money to pay Dion. They are going to figure it out. Facts. So the Rashadas, Jaden Rashada, has now gone from, you could have taken $7 and gone to Florida. To now, how much are you realistically going to get at Colorado to come be the backup to Primetime Sun? That, but, that's where that's where it falls apart for me. I'm not going to lie. Right, to. There's no money. There's there, there's nothing like the whole concept. If we were in 2015, I'd be like, man, that's a that's a great landing spot for Jaden Rashada. But where does he go anywhere this year? That's going to give him a. And big that's payment? what I try to tell you last week. Yeah, no, I mean, we I agreed with you last week when we
1: said it. Like I, I don't like, know that it makes eight to any
2: seven, sense. Take the seven and roll. But they wanted to make this big thing out of it. And now look at you. You sitting there with with nothing in your hands but but doo-doo. But Washington, (laughs)
1: Arizona State, and you know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, you take you you probably got some money already. You probably got a duffel bag from Miami, probably got a duffel bag from Florida, realistically, right? So you already got some change. You're gonna get deals with him. His son, Brady Brand, Mercedes, been like These guys are getting deals, beats deals. You're getting deals just being the quarterback for Deion Sanders in itself, bar stool, all this other stuff. And then on top of your play, if you play good, the sky's the limit. Like at some point you got to bet on yourself. Like you're not going to go to a team other than Florida or Miami and get a NFL contract. Like you're just not yeah I
0: mean he he's burnt the bridge at Florida he's done there. I could see maybe Miami um accepting him over there um I just don't miami know be, a lot of landing spots that want that headache
1: um yeah miami he already, he already he already kind of shitted on them because he left them in the middle of the night and came to Florida. Do you really want that kid on your team <laughs> that you had to that you had to bribe to get there and then lost him to the school who you took him from because they just offered him a bigger check.
0: Yeah, I just, I just I don't know I don't I don't know where they go from here, and that's unfortunate because he's got a ton of
2: talent, but he might have might might have priced himself out of um, which is going to be crazy. I mean, he has to at this point he's he's not going to enroll, I guess, in spring, right? Right? He's not. He he's missed the spring
0: window for just about yeah.
2: everybody. So so uh, hmm. now you're coming in in the summer. It's just, it's a bad look, man. And I know, I know pride is a, is a big thing, but boy, would I be running back with my tail tucked between my legs going to Florida and being like, just take me, please, please. I think because the rumors that this deal was done
1: behind, like this was done behind the people, like the big guys back. Like it was like the, the big money guys. That typically would, you know, put out that million or donate that two million. They didn't know about it until it went to crack to like the signing day and all that. They didn't know. And the Rashada and everybody knew the the situation on when he signed. So he signed the deal knowing that he wasn't going to get paid at thirteen. Mm. And that's the part that that baffles me. I'm like, why would you like? Why would you sign? I mean, I I get wanting to be there to get your foot in the door in the spring. But playing hardball like that, you took a mean risk, a mean risk.
2: Man, maybe maybe this can be a case study moving forward for kids to uh,
0: to look at. Yeah, I mean, I listen, you're going to have a, this situation is going to be a thing that um, we talked about this, too. The NCAA was just kind of waiting for people to fall on their face and, and make oh, yeah. a mess of this this might be the situation that they were looking for to say, all right, you guys ready for me to step in here and, and regulate this thing now. Um, and it's going to be interesting because I, I, and I saw this conversation happening on Twitter uh, where they're basically like, this, we, we should stop calling this NIL and just call it pay for play because that's what it is because it's not Jersey signings and appearances that this kids are getting right. paid for. Like if you're giving kids money before they hit campus it's not their name, image, and likeness that you're paying because they're not that is no high school football player that hasn't played a down of college football is worth millions of dollars. I'm sorry. I don't care how good you played in high school, you're not worth millions of dollars because you haven't earned that money for anybody.
1: Yeah, you, know, yeah, you could be a you could be a bus. Yeah. And and the the fact that you can't sign them. The NIL isn't tied to the school either. Right. Like you can't sign kid be like because you have to stay at florida to get this nil All
2: right so a, if but, but the thing is that, that that whole like the nil is not tied to the school it is very much tied to the school it's just a different it is a different entity because they can't put it underneath the school it is yeah, right. school can't pay they, it, right? i mean yes we, we know it's tied to the school but they, they, they the like, school tells you go
1: sign autographs and take pictures at you know the the gator food truck if that's what he was supposed to do or do the interview for the Gator Collective, if that's what he signed for and he gets paid for, you know, for his things for the year and that be it. Now, will he get booked for stuff? No. Will he, you know what I'm saying? But if that's what the deal is, like with Miami with Life Wallet. You don't have to be a Miami guy. That's just the life wallet thing. So if you leave the school, you can still go take pictures yeah, and do commercials. I mean, so
0: a, a lot of those NIL deals, yes, because they're private companies are, are like that. But when you sign with those collectives, they 100% are tied to your um, situation at the school. Like,
1: there's no way around that. But you can't sign as a co- to a collective until you're a—you A, a, a you can't officially sign until you're a student athlete.
0: right. It's just, it's gotten too messy, man. I mean, but, but listen, we knew it was going to get messy like this when it got introduced. I don't think anybody thought that this was going to be a clean process because it just no. didn't have any, there, there, there was no boundaries around it. There was nothing that made anybody have to play by the same rules. Um, and this was always going to be the danger from the beginning. Uh, but, and I, I yeah, man, I don't know where they're going to go after this, but it's going to get very interesting because you have the kids like Cormani and Rashada, who have basically ripped the bandaid off, and it's like, ah, here's all the ugly stuff that you guys were thought was coming. Well, it's here, um, right. and, and we're gonna have to figure this out quickly. And I think that there's gonna be some schools that are gonna have to pay the price.
1: Um,
0: they're gonna have to make an example out of somebody.
1: Unfortunately, oh, this ain't gonna be. I think this will be like Florida if it goes to court and all that stuff. Um, it's definitely gonna be interesting to see what. The answer is because you're, you're now you're setting a precedent. Mm-hmm. And now if you're a player who is going through a similar thing with the school, now you have to say, you can be like, look, hey, man, at Florida, they had to either pay half or, right. you know what I'm saying? He had to, you know, whatever it is. At the end of the day, somebody got an answer to it, and it's going to set a precedent for
2: everybody. And I hate that it's Florida. Jesus. <laughs> both both of those kind of have you uh, involved in it, right? Cormani and uh Rashado.
1: Well, not really, not for Cormani, cuz I mean we Gator Nation assumed that he was a Gator because he went to Lakeland and usually Lakeland kids come to Florida. Um but I mean from the beginning he was always like Miami was his dream school. Uh he never took a OV to us. You know, he came to visit. You know, you know, unofficially, he never took an ov. Um, that was that was it. He just he gave a, a word to the team that he was going to commit, but he never did anything officially. So technically, we never were really in the Cormani sweepstakes.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Listen, man. The
0: the minute that guy uh, said what he said at the Under Armour game, you you knew that was a rat for him.
1: He was. He was headed now, west immediately. Yeah. Now I want to know what happens with them. Um, the the team who's like, you know what, Cormani, I signed you to this nil deal. I gave you this fifty racks. You know what? We about to go ahead and, and let um, Nathan's hot dogs of of Pensacola take this <laughs> hit and say, hey man, we gave you fifty thousand. You didn't come. You signed this check.
2: Mm. Then
1: you have another situation because they go both ways. Them boosters that lose out on that money. I mean, somebody can fall on the sword for the team and uh and take a kid out for real, for real. Yeah, yeah. So here th- that's an interesting question, right? So like
0: if these businesses are signing these deals with the the thought process that, yeah, me making this offer to this kid, I, I mean, I'm I'm hoping they were smart enough to not give them any money up front, but I just don't feel like that's a real thing. But uh making these offers to these kids and they don't end up coming to the school. What do you think is the reper- the repercussions from that? Like, is is that making them a little trigger l- less trigger happy on pulling the the the, the 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 um pulling the deals off, or like I don't know. I just I don't know what happens as a result of because somebody's got to start being smarter about this, and I just don't feel like anybody's being very smart right now.
1: Not not of the big dogs. I mean, you don't hear Georgia really in the mess. Yeah, teams like A and M. Well, that's because
0: everybody's A&M. playing catch up, right? If you're if you're playing catch up right now, <laughs> you've got to figure out how to skirt not necessarily the rules, but skip line, right? Because a lot of these people, like when you think about uh I guarantee you, I'll take I'll take Auburn as a for instance, right? Like and and my guy, Mike G got on our show and proclaimed that he's not going to let Hugh freeze off the hook because Hugh freeze got in his press conference and touted his ability to turn programs around quickly. Right. And I'm sure there is a large contingent of fan bases across America that feel like they hired the guy Nebraska, right? Like Nebraska feels like they got Matt rule and Matt rule is going to have them back in national title contention in two years. And when it doesn't happen, then they're going to be looking at Matt Rule like, "What's what's going on here?" Because they're spending a bunch of money trying to bring these athletes in, and somebody's going to have buyer's remorse at some point in time and say, "This ain't it." Sarkeesian down in Texas, I guarantee you, he got one more year. That if he <laughs> if if he doesn't at least have a shot at at playing for at least a conference championship next year. That seat's going to get warm in Texas, man, because they just feel like they're supposed to be in certain conversations that they have not been a part of in a while. Jimbo Fisher, they just went out and got freaking uh, – what's the dude's name? Um, uh, oh, God, I can see his face. Bobby Petrino. Bob, they went and paid Bobby Petrino to come be the offensive coordinator to fix Jimbo Fisher. Mm. Texas A&M <laughs> is spending ridiculous amounts of money right now. They they tried to buy an NIL class. Now they're trying to buy an offense. They're just trying to, they're spending money everywhere. And at some point in time, all of these chickens are coming home to roost, man. And and people are going to get fired because of unreal expectations. And it's all because they see the handwriting on the wall that says, how are we going to catch up to Georgia? How are we going to catch up to Alabama? How are we going to catch up to Ohio State? There's no way for us to close this gap. We got to spend our way out
2: of it. I think. I think too. Um, this next year is kind of weird, right? Because after this year, you're a 12-team playoff. Right. So this next year is like, all right. I don't know what the coaching carousel. It might be super crazy at the end of this year because if you ain't turn it around, we got to turn around quick. Because if if you can turn around a program quick. If you can, you know, uh Q freeze a program, if you will, or or <laughs> Matt Rule a program and right. turn them around quick, you gotta shop and make shop making the top 12. You gotta start right. making the championship. So like after this year, it might be crazy the amount of uh coaching changes that happen that you wouldn't expect because after 2023, it is literally every year after mm-hmm. this year. This is like the last year, I think, that you'll see it. After this year, you're going to have so many player. I mean, we had a ton transfer this year. Mm-hmm. We have so many transfer next year with the hope that this new coach at Auburn or this new coach at Arkansas or this new coach in Maryland, Texas, wherever, is telling you, hey, I'm going to bring you and 12 guys in and we're going to go make a run this year to be a top 12 team. Yeah, they're going to yeah, try to t- TCU it, right? Like, yeah, we're gonna... that's that's going to be it. We're going to try to TCU it, but guess what, guys? We don't have to be top four. We don't have to go perfect, right? So we can be top twelve. And you're going. It's going to be a free agents market. I yeah. mean, it, it's literally going to be, be like a fantasy yeah. draft every year, pretty much. Just put these, put all the kids into a pile, and then uh, Georgia gets like the first fifteen picks, and Alabama gets five. Auburn gets four. And then what's crazy about it, it it is literally going to be the reverse of how
0: it would be in an actual draft. Like the the schools that are that played the worst are going to not get the first pick. Like you don't get to change your fortunes by being bad.
2: No.
1: Right. And I think what else is going to happen is what you're starting to see now. I think coaches are putting things in place to like buy them that extra year. Um, Like, you know, look at um, Ohio State. Right. Mm-hmm. Um Ryan Day's been calling plays since Urban left. He feel the heat on that seat. what do he do? Hey man, Brian Hartline, you could be the OC. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> so now instead of necessarily next year if Ohio State struggles again or they don't win something, you can say, Hey man, see we had, we had the new O trying I, to I get fire him. Yeah. <laughs> and you stay on the job, you know what I'm saying? And that gives you like that extra time and that extra. Trying to insulate himself from the uh, right. potential Jimbo. Jimbo next year, he ain't got worried about the play call. He'd be like, hey man, y'all been complaining. I'm not the problem. We in <laughs> the guy, who's the answer? He's not it. We're fire him to get a new one. And that's how these guys are going to start hiring people to kind of take the fall. Like, it's, it's going to happen. It's, let, let um Florida have another six-win season. I bet we have an OC after that. Uh, Guaranteed. listen, uh.
0: man, it, that that is. Shout out to Gus Miles That was his strategy for staying on at Auburn for so long is hire a new offensive coordinator and scapegoat him. <laughs> 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 hey
1: man.
2: It's a cold world. What's Sacrifice. Sacrifice him.
0: talked about ad we've talked about kormani we 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 talked a little bit about colorado but he uh, and, and we know i know we normally just stick to the sec stuff but looking at what colorado's doing in the transfer portal right now not unexpected at all right like we knew coach prime was going to bring talent down or out west to that conference but looking at their schedule realistically. How many games can this team win? Like, I know it's it's hard to project because you haven't seen this conglomeration of players together, but Colorado was really bad last year. Like, you know, like they, I think what they went, like two games or something like that last year. Yeah, they weren't great. They, they don't have a single, every single game is a power five team, I think, on their schedule. I don't know if they have a group of it five. Is. You're right i don't I don't think they have a single group of five school on their schedule next year they do not how many games can that team realistically win in year one because you know that they've like as much hell as people want to give them people are waiting for them to, to fail so that they can scoff I told that. You so. yeah like we
2: told you he wasn't ready and all this kind of crap I mean it's a tough schedule. I'm looking at it right now so we can we can kind of walk it down real quick at t c u mhm- that i mean that's gonna be game one out yeah. the gate yeah <laughs> and here's the thing game one anything can happen right we've seen it yeah for sure it, i every, mean they're,
0: they're breaking in a new qb yeah and,
2: every game one could be something weird all right so but loss i right oh, now no, i would man. say that's probably an l like yeah, I just, they right now their
1: quarterback, losing their players the star guys so you're going dub i mean it's I don't. I'm not giving TCU that easy win, but let's okay. just say, yeah, I'm not. I either, don't either. think it's going to be
0: easy by any means. I mean, if they had m- most of their team coming back, maybe we could say easy. But I don't. I listen. I, I I have to be a believer in something I've seen, and I've seen Sonny Dykes put a good product out there on the field because the issue for Colorado, I think, is going to be can they field a good defense? Right, like skill players make your offense better immediately. But they've got a they've gotta transform that defense pretty quickly. And that's gonna to be tough. Even with talent out there, that talent hasn't played together and they're gonna have more continuity on the TCU sideline. So I would give TCU that game right now. I don't
1: know. Okay, then you got Nebraska.
0: Then you got Nebraska. Nebraska's gonna be interesting because both of them are in transition right now, right? They so some, they got some names. <laughs> yeah.
2: So you got, uh, so we got Nebraska. Then you got Colorado State. So you probably get that dub at Col- You probably can get Colorado State. Okay. There. Then you got to go to Oregon. Oh. Then then USC's got to come to your place. Oh, no. Oh. Then you go to Arizona State. You probably could come probably to can right get that one. But here's the thing. 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 When you got a lot of me first players, guys, yeah. we're talking about a team going one, one, two, three. One and four to start the year. Right. The locker room is going to be a little tense. Just saying. Now we're going. So so two and four, Arizona State, Stanford. I think that's a dub probably because
0: yeah. they. Stanford's I don't, I don't know here. that Stanford can turn around that program in one year. No. They're going to have to do. who no. did, Who's the
2: coach at Stanford now? I don't, I don't even think? know, bro. I How they, they, yeah, I don't even think they named one yet. Wow. <laughs> like, uh, then you go off week. Then you go to at UCLA. Dorian Thompson Robinson, he's still there, right? Right, oh, yeah. correct. Yeah, that's a that's that's tough. Yeah, that's a tough game. So you have they, got a, they got a tough schedule though, man. I, I looked at this the other day because uh, somebody was having this conversation. I was like, Oh no, that's the, a rough. Then then Oregon State they got DJU, but I think that's probably a dub. You could win against Oregon State. Uh, I mean, win. you could win against Arizona. You could win against Washington State. Yeah, and then you got to yeah. go to Utah. That's a they shame. don't have pretensions to mess with Utah, but. Yeah. They will have the thing with Colorado, what, right? What's that? Like six wins? Yeah, if we count them up, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. About six. If if he
1: gets to a bowl, I watch watch how quick that shit turned around for them in the portal and recruiting. If they get to a bowl their first year, that's I gonna mean, be crazy. I think that that's enough. They're gonna give him hell though. Like
0: the question I, that I that I have about all of this is how many wins does that program have to get to for the people on the outside to not feel like this was a bust? So like in that building, they're gonna feel okay if if you but like if so if you're Cormani McLean, Travis, like Travis just came from a team that went undefeated during the regular season, his son, um Shador undefeated during the regular season, like they're not used to losing. Right. So like what. And and Shador, you know, he's got NFL aspirations. What if it falls apart for him and he's not the Heisman guy that they want him to be coming in that year? Like, can they keep all of this enthusiasm and momentum from year one just by getting to a bowl, just getting bowl eligible? Is that enough?
1: I I think for them, that um, might be enough for the money guys in Colorado
0: who are they've been shitty for years. but.
1: I think when you have a you take over a team that's that won two games, two or three games a year before, one and you pretty much one. Oh, they won, won See, one game. I gave, to, I gave, I gave them credit. A team that game. won one game, and then the next year you make them bowl eligible. That's a win. Now the individual person, of course, the competitor and all those guys, they're not going to be happy with six. But realistically, if uh, if they can get to a bowl, that's a huge win, and you can sell that to the guys because. That first year, they're going to look like, well, I'm not saying they're going to look like USC, but they have the quarterback that knows the system. They have players. They have a lot of players coming from Jackson State that know the system, know everything. So the learning curve isn't going to be that big for many of them. And the only thing that they're going to be weak at is the trenches, which is most Pac-12 teams. Um, But if you can show like, yo, we got everything we got. We got everything we need. We just need some some maulers in the front. You'll get those guys. Because that's why, realistically, that's why USC lost how they did, because they didn't have any trenches. Same thing with TCU. They didn't really have the trenches.
0: Okay, so um, I guess that's, that's that's kind of my point, too. Like, Colorado getting better in a vacuum is one thing, but it's not as if the other guys around them don't realize. Like, Oregon realized that if they don't get mushed by Georgia in game one, that they probably have a realistic shot to go to the comp, the, the uh, college football playoff, right? And, I, and then they get, again, they realized every time they go against somebody who's bullying them, they can't stand up. So we got to figure out how to solidify our trenches. How do you get there in the Pac-12? How do you, like, you can go get skill players if you're Dion? How do you get those big boys up front to decide I'm not going to go to Georgia-Bama uh, or just name an SEC
1: school plus a big, Ten school. How, how do you compete for that stuff? I think when you look at it, like for instance, um let's Peter Woods, right? Who was is a Clemson guy, mm-hmm. um and he looked. Remember, really he, was, all he was he was very bad. he was very intrigued by Jackson State. Very intrigued. Now, if if it was this year, and say he's a senior this year, and now Prime has a year at Colorado, maybe Peter Woods isn't at Clemson because you're at a P five school. You showing the need. You clearly invest. Like these guys are going to the school for prime. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to the school to be with this guy to get the teachings and tools from him. Right. So you're going to get guys who. Um, I mean, you can look at kids' name out of twenty four and twenty five class when they drop their top five, top yeah. six list. They yeah. all got Colorado in there. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's an excitement playing for for prime. Like you see it, social media. YouTube, Instagram, every day I'm on there, I see something with Colorado on there. Yeah. And that's where these kids live. So it's all about the marketing aspect of it. Like, these kids don't care about what your team did back in 97 and who's the Heisman, who won the Heisman back in 2007. These kids don't care. It's like, yo, what deals I'm going to get, you're going to get me to the league, we going to look good, and,
2: you know what I'm saying, we're going to win something. I just looked it up, guys, for you wondering – uh most of the books right now have the over under for Colorado at winning four and a half games mm. so Ooh, I'm gonna take
0: that I was about to say is that is that a take on the on the um on the over there mm. Mm. i'm a, i'm a, I would take
2: probably that. probably
0: because you can if florida if, can if be, it's there right now, I think that's probably a good take today because uh, yeah. that number probably is gonna move.
2: Yeah, this was back in December 6th. I can't find anything more recent than that. So, If Florida can beat Utah week one, right,
1: Colorado can beat TCU week one. Hmm. Now, could they beat TCU week 11, 10? Probably not. (laughs) But week one, you're you're, you're new quarterback, new wide receivers. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have those same dogs that you had that's been in that program for years. Like, you just don't have it. They're rebuilding, too. Yep.
0: It's going to be interesting. That is what I will say about that. Um, because I just don't know that, um, again, like, because I, I guess when I look at, at improvement, right, because I have I've this conversation with my guys over on the channel about Auburn and the the expectations that exist out there around turning a program around quickly, I think become a little ridiculous because I'm with you, Kenny, when I think about, turn the program for me, like Auburn didn't make a bowl last year, right? We won five games last season. Okay. If you got a coach that can get you to seven the next year, that's improvement. But is that enough of an improvement for the people who thought that Hugh Freeze was a miracle worker that are out here on the streets, you know, singing his praises, talking about, you know, cold fronts moving in because he's signing a bunch of transfer kids and and moved your overall class ranking from 50s down into the teens right that looks good on the surface but then when you look up at the top of the totem pole you realize you sitting there at 16 is still an entire ocean away from the guy sitting at one two and three and so you didn't really close the gap all you did was get further you got closer
1: to the cliff that's it yep. yeah yeah and the sec that's reality Outside the SEC, you ain't gotta worry about that. I mean, look at USC, but what they did with the portal—they literally bought everybody and a mama over.
2: Yeah, and they get first, to the college yeah. football playoff. They were yeah. real close
1: though, but with with a with you have an injured Heisman Trophy winner. If he doesn't get injured, if you know what I'm saying, if he doesn't have to run for his life, because they started getting linemen, they got one from Florida, they they getting guys that can block. At this point, that's all they were missing. So when you it shows like yo, you can win with portal kids with that yeah, one. You
0: 100 percent can. I think that I think that's a thing that people have to get off of the narrative too, of like uh the portal, the portal can absolutely change your program in a year if you do it right. Cause um I was having again these conversations that I have with people around this uh when I'm talking to them on the channel, they're just like, Oh, you can't like you can't live off the portal. You can't live there. If you're living in the portal every year, then you have way too much turnover in your program. But you can one hundred percent change the trajectory of your program in one year
1: with the transfer portal. Yeah, we about to see with Florida State. Mm. We about to see because they they had a solid year. They have a, a very core group of guys, and they got a lot of good portal players. Speaking of
0: of guys, uh, not necessarily in the portal. Um, this is a a terrible transition, but I did see your guy Lad. Announced he was coming back. Are the Georgia faithful
2: happy with McCahey coming back for another year? I think so, man. I, I think there was um, some talk out there that he might transfer. Some. Are you playing like Are you playing Madden on your phone right now, Ike? Madden.
1: No. I'm
2: oh, on phone. I don't know.
1: He, 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 he just looks so intense on the phone. I don't know what he's doing. He's trying, he's trying to get in that uh, that
2: four and a half real yeah, quick.
1: He's trying, <laughs> he's trying
2: to find it. He's trying he's trying to see if I can find me a futures
0: on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Colorado, real quick, man.
2: No, but um, yeah, I think I, the thing with Lad, with um, Lad, there, there was some there was some talk about him transferring for whatever reason. Yeah, uh, I I, I yeah. did hear the rumors of that as well. Yeah, South, South Carolina for some reason thought that they were going to get him. Um, so he could and, come
1: get uh, <laughs> passes from
2: uh,
1: any what? From, yeah, uh, what I don't know, man. His name?
2: And then um, there's some people are like he's he can make it to the league, and I was like, not so fast. You know, let's get one more year underneath him. I think he's a he's a four year guy. Um he he's got some stats though. So I mean yeah. Georgia's wide receiver room, yeah, they lost AD Mitchell and that hurts. But at the same time, you didn't have him last year you won. You know, you had him in the two biggest games of the end, but you didn't have him for most of the season. Uh so I mean, you and just kinda real. you kind of rebuild. And UGA, let, let's be real. Like the luxury
1: of them being able to throw the ball is an added thing. Yeah. They can still run it down your throat. Well, I Sadio think that's Munkin. the reason why it's <laughs> <Here's>
0: the, <less laughs> difficult for Georgia to
2: keep receivers
0: every year is because they're not going to throw the ball to the receivers that much.
2: Here's the problem, though, is if Todd Munkin, Todd Munkin's getting rumored for these NFL OC jobs, mm. uh, and the the big one is the Bucks, right? But with the Bucks, the Bucks are going to let go left with. They already do. They did. They already did. I missed well, that completely. In-house. Yeah. So the Bucks. I mean, they. He's been at the Bucks before, but the Bucks are like they have one more year until that thing falls to the ground with uh, Troy Bowles. And I mean, if you don't have Brady coming back, you're there. Like people say, and I, I want to get your guys' opinion. We're about to wrap, I think, but yeah. I want I want to get your guys' opinion real quick. Would you rather be the OC at Georgia or Alabama, um, or hell, I mean, you could even throw Florida and Auburn in there just for the listeners' purposes, right? Or would you rather be the O.C. at Tampa Bay without Tom Brady? And people say, reason I'm asking this, before you just jump and say, yeah, I'd be the O.C. at Georgia, they say being an O.C. at the NFL is like a big step up from a college O.C. And I can see that in most colleges, but I just want to get your, your guys' opinion on that. If you're Todd Munkin right now, are you staying at Georgia or are you going back to the NFL? Um, I, I, I,
0: for me – it depends on the team, right? Like, I don't know that Tampa's a great situation, number one. And number two, is, what What are his professional aspirations? Because um,
2: right. Right. if he, he wants want to, to be a, a head
0: coach one yeah. day, then getting that NFL OC experience definitely puts you on the fast track to that. And if he wants to be an NFL head coach. If you want to be a college head coach, he could probably... Oh, yeah, the, he could name his spot yeah, pretty much it, right now. Yeah, so it just depends on what his professional aspirations are. Um, mm-hmm. Now. I feel like, and this is a conversation um, that I've had with people before because I was talking about, um, what's the guy's name? Tony Elliott. Tony Elliott was the uh, offensive coordinator at Clemson, right? And it was rumored that he was considering, it was either last season or the season before, moving from Clemson to Alabama as the offensive coordinator. And I was having this conversation as to, I was like, why in the heck would you ever do that? Why would you move to Bama from Clemson when Clemson's a perennial? They're going to basically get all the talent in the ACC. They're probably going to win the ACC every year. You have no pressure at this job. You're getting paid at the top of your craft as the Clemson offensive coordinator just to exchange and get crapped on every single game by Bama fans about how you didn't put the right game plan together. I was like, there's no way I'm exchanging the headache of Alabama for the cushiness or, or leaving the cushiness of Clemson to go to Alabama as their O.C. Even though people would consider that a better job, I think this is a more secure job at Clemson. Um, and I feel the same way about some of this stuff when you're talking about leaving Georgia. Like, he's in a good spot. Why would he do that and take the headache of being at Tampa? Like, that feels like a headache.
1: Because, man, it's it's the competitiveness and the, um, not just confidence, but you got to be kind of cocky to be a a play caller or a coordinator or head coach at any level. It's the same reason why you see high school coaches who win six state championships and to go to a college and just be the wide receiver coach. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, but yeah. like,
0: that's, that's a slightly different um,
1: bag too though, right? Like you're making I mean, more but, money. Unless you're in Texas or Georgia or yeah. like Cali, but like <laughs> those are the only people making six figures around the country them guys ain't making big money those that's what i'm saying like i wouldn't stay at a high school because i'm not making no
0: money for real to do this job like i can go be a wide receiver coach at a power five and make have less responsibility on a day-to-day basis and make more money
2: i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna name a coach i'll say it real quick there's been coaches that have left the state of georgia who had really successful high school college programs and they went on to be like not even a wider series coach they went on to be like a quality control coach at right. college like yeah so i is, yeah. but i think you i think you're comparing apples to oranges there kenny okay. i think so, i think but okay, i do so you to get, to get your thing um i would like
1: i if if i you was the nfl kid, i would go to the nfl because but he's already been there right he he has and he however failed. you may you may have learned new things done different things um and you know why not? Like being an OC on the NFL level, being successful is way different than that. And if you go to the NFL and it doesn't work out, you can easily come back to the to college because you know your stuff's going to work. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, um, I, I, I think it. you can. I I would, but again, it's just it's what's your passion like? You have guys who are college guys, like they're like, yo, I could go, but I love the recruiting. I love the the, you know what I'm saying, the dealing with the, the young guys, the the passion, you know what I'm saying, versus the business of the NFL. Um, so, I mean, I guess it just depends on, like you said, your career aspirations. But me personally, yeah, I, I got two natties. You know, I learned a few things, maybe go up there and get some NFL experience. And if I want to be a college guy, maybe come back and then have the
2: pickings of where I want to go. I don't know, man. I mean, you've already been to the Bucks. You were there for three years. They outed you. You went to the Browns. You got fired there. Then you come to Georgia and you are, you are hailed. Like Kirby Smart is up top tier. Todd Munkin is like right behind him. Folks love this man. Yeah. Why, why, like, I don't know why, but it, obviously it's out there. I mean, I'm sure he's yeah. thinking about God, it. Is he, does he like recruiting? Does he like? No, he doesn't like recruiting. But the thing is, though, here's the thing: he's got to recruit one position a year. That's quarterback. He's got he's got dogs on his staff on the offensive side of the ball to recruit the rest of it. Del McGee, yeah, he'll recruit whoever you want. Todd Hartley at tight ends, he'll recruit tight ends, wide receivers, o line, whatever you want. Brian McClendon at wide receivers. He's all all Monk has got to do is just recruit one kid a year. And hell, you don't really even got to recruit them. You got Del McGee, and and Hartley, hey guys, and McClendon. Hey guys, go go get that kid for me, man. Bring him into the office. Hey man, I'm Todd Munkin. How y'all doing? Um, yeah, my plays work. You've seen them. <laughs> uh, you see me out here in these streets. Yeah, I'm uh you, be great or not. <laughs> I'm gonna sit here and watch film. Did you want to sit here and watch it with me, or you you got something to do? Or oh, you got something to do? All right, all right, man. We'll holler at you. Like yeah, that's it. He doesn't have to do much, you know. Yeah. Here's one thing though. I just I just found on his Wikipedia page. So he was the head coach. He was a head coach for three years at Southern Miss. Went 13 and 25. But in 2013 they were one and 11. 2014 they were three and nine. 2015 he was nine and five. Turned that whole program around. Right after that he went to Tampa Bay to be the OC. So he was at the he was at the peak of his head coaching career at Southern Miss and jumped to the OC at Tampa Bay. But Southern Miss to to Tampa Bay OC. Yeah, I'm wondering. That's what I'm saying. Is is there a little? Is there mm. something here that we can look at? He's at the top right now, and then he goes back to Tampa Bay, Southern Miss head coach, or Tampa Bay OC. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I can see that. But but Georgia OC, you can go for a three peat. You can you can potentially yeah. realistically, you could become one the of first. the top offensive coordinators ever in the college game. You are the first to ever bring a team to a three peat. Yeah. Or you can go yeah. be the OC for the Bucks, who doesn't have Brady. And, um, <laughs> I mean, who would they be starting at quarterback? Kyle Trask? Hey. Oh, that's a good question. But, um, like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's a, that's I actually do like, not know the answer to that. Who?
1: who yeah. I don't know who I, the I, answer I at quarterback I don't right. know that anybody knows. But, again, with his history and his track record, I can see him staying. Like you said, his stance in the NFL, his stance in college, he's not a guy that's probably looking to jump around. But a guy like a Brian Johnson, right? He was a coordinator. Who that? He, was, Who that? he was a coordinator for Florida when they had trash, when they had that. Yeah, year right year he said, Philly right now. He went to Philly to be the QB, QB coach. coach. Okay, yeah.
2: Oh, and he was now, the OC at Florida during that time? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And so he could have easily went and be an OC or stayed another year, been a head coach in college, but now he went to OC and now look at Hertz. So now I think he's moving up to a coordinator or he's like that's the conversation of an NFL coordinator so now if he was to come back to college if he wants to do that recruiting thing now you look at him as yo know, you're going to be a head coach or if you are OC you come to be OC at Alabama or replace a monk in that at Georgia like you're just on the a short time.
0: list of of guys that uh, were up for the Auburn job for um they they wanted him as like a dark horse head coach and then What's definitely his name? The offensive court. Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson. He was the he used to he when college he was a quarterback at Utah, I think. Yeah. Um, and then like you said, oh, he was at Florida for a little while and now he's with the uh, Eagles.
1: Eagles.
2: Mm. Yeah. Look out. Yeah, nah, man.
1: I got a guy that would be a hell of a coordinator. My high school coach, right? Um, Chris Beatty, right? He uh high school broke records, calling plays went to um, West Virginia when they had, like, uh, Logan Hasty. Um, they had uh, um, the Austin and all those guys, right? Hmm. Now he's with – he, you know, bounced around, Rams, all this stuff, wide receiver coach. I think he's with Washington now as uh, one of the wide receiver coaches. But he's a name – when they were talking about Florida people, I was like, yo, if we can get him to be an OC somewhere, I guarantee if he decides to get into that – it's going to be a problem because he has a... Res- I'm man, actually yeah.
0: surprised y'all didn't go and grab um what's to call it after he got let go at Auburn. Um, wide receiver coach. Why is his name not popping in my head right now? I kill your... Jesus Christ. Oh, man. God. That's a oh, wow.
2: way back machine.
0: Yeah. yeah. He, he was coaching at Auburn last year. He was the wide receiver coach at Auburn. He had been in the NFL for a little while. Um, but yeah. My, man's, I'm only actually four, surprised my Florida man's only forty-six.
2: He looks,
0: he looks old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he looks a looks, looks a little long in the tooth. Yeah, him, him and Caddy played together for the Bucks. Man, are you serious? This guy, this guy's forty-six.
1: Yeah. Wow. Hey man, all you need is a a, a hair dye and an edge up. Man, he'd be all right. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm actually surprised Florida didn't try to come snag him and bring him into the fold there on the the Billy Napier staff because the the kids liked him a lot at Auburn.
1: So. Huh. Yeah, man. I um, yeah, with those these hires. I th- I mean, I think Billy should get an OC. I would love the coach from USF when he got fired. Everyone was like, "Yo, please bring him in to be the offensive guy." You don't have an Billy, offensive coordinator? No, Billy calls. Billy's plays. calling plays. Yeah, and I don't. I've They're never been a fan of head coach calling plays outside of Andy Reid. <laughs> like other
0: than him you want you want I, the uh the, the players to, to play ring around the rosy before they go and line up
1: for uh um, <laughs> hey man that's so disrespectful but i love it so, so unbelievably <laughs> disrespectful that was so disrespectful but i love it i told my coach i was like hey, and man, they you scored on
0: the play bro i was that's like sad, oh bro.
1: man absolutely you're definitely fighting after that game in real life. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but other than andy reed Everybody needs an OC in the DC. Like a head coach, you have to and I think that's what Saban was so why he's been so successful, because you have to be the CEO and you have to touch everything. Like you can't be focused on calling the plays when your defense is getting smashed. You need to be over there talking to your defense and let the OC do what he does. Like it's just it's too much. It's just too much. It's difficult,
0: man. Um, you know. Hopefully, listen, uh, we, we're dealing with that same situation right now at Auburn. Hugh Freeze has said he's going to relinquish call playing duties, but uh, but he has not done that ever in his career up to this point. Um, and he said he's going to let Philip Montgomery do it this season. We shall see. if to have that open happens. title if you want. Oh, yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen, we we are very familiar with having offensive coordinators in, in name only at Auburn. That was, that was the entire Gus Malzahn tenure. You call plays for like three games and then he come back over there and snatch the clipboard and start calling him on the low. Mm. So definitely something we're familiar with. Anyway, let's get out of here, man. We've had a good conversation about transfer portal. We probably could talk about transfer portal a million times between now
1: and uh, when somebody gets sanctioned. Um, before, before, the news, before the news drops, like I don't know if this will drop before then, but uh, Keontae Goodwin, man. Lock him in. He's going to be a gator, baby. I just got a feeling. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got a he on, He coming to campus
2: uh, tomorrow. Uh, uh, you got to you know. sign like Ike said, we'll talk tomorrow. about it until somebody gets sanctioned. That's yeah. How. That's
0: how it's going to be, man. And then with the conversational change uh, to how NIL is falling apart. Um, but yeah. So, all right. Anyway, man, let's get out of here. Kenny, tell the people where they can find you.
1: Uh, T2T underscore KB two on Twitter. Uh, or you can just search toe to toe sports on YouTube, or Twitter. We're there. Um,
2: yeah. Paul. Oh, hey know, man, appreciate that. A little transition. P Mahary, hey. man, at P-M-A-H-A-R-R-Y. Check me out on Twitter. Check me out on UGASports.com. Check me out on Georgia Bulldogs football on YouTube. And Ike. Yes,
0: indeed. TWR Ike Jones on Twitter. I am with The War Report, thewarreport.com. The War Report on YouTube is where you can find all your Auburn content. We are out of here, man. The Auburn Express, the Amen Corner. Holla at you guys on the next go round.
1: Peace!